Hey everybody, welcome back to the latest episode of Inside Columbia Basketball. I'm Mike Kowalski, joined by Mike Smith, so a Mike and Mike edition of the podcast this week. Uh, later on, Kyle's been going to be joined by Michaela Markham and Lillian Kennedy from the women's team as both co- programs get ready to open up Ivy League play this weekend. So first off, Mike, thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. How's prep been for Cornell for you guys been going so far? Prep has been going really well um, for Cornell. Um, everybody knows how important this part of the season is, and uh, everybody's engaged in uh, learning, and I think we're getting ready to play Cornell in uh, about three days. What are some positives uh, that you guys can take from the non-conference part of the schedule and bring with you into Ivy League play? I think um, just playing this uh, really tough schedule has uh, made us um, tougher as a team. I think that the non-conference part of the season has uh, taught us to be more tougher. Uh, We have played a lot of bigger teams and tougher teams this year, I think. And I think that going into the Ivy League that the non-conference has made us tougher. And I think that people should expect a tougher team from having to play this really hard schedule and – yeah, so I think that's a good thing. You guys feel like you're battle-tested. You've played in close games, different styles of teams. That kind of, you know, Every team you've played in non-conference on, at some level probably translate to something in the Ivy League, right? Do you agree with that? Yes, for sure. I think every team that we've played has gave us a look of every team that's in the Ivy League. Um, so I think that it, it would definitely help us um, going into the Ivy League. And for you personally, getting your 1,000th point this year, uh, we'll talk to you and Jake towards the end of the season as we get closer to senior day, but what did that moment feel like for you finally getting to reach that milestone after being so close to it last year before you got injured? It just feels it feels great. Um, you know what I mean? All the hard work and dedication that I put into the game just to, you know what I mean, get that acclimate um, on my resume is really great, um, but I wouldn't be able to do it without none of my teammates in the past from my freshman year to now, so I want to give them all the credit. So it's a it's a great accomplishment, but uh, there's more to be done. This season, obviously, it, I, I'm tired watching you play. Like, you're getting double teamed. What's that been like? It's been a little bit de- – you've seen a little bit in the past, but seeing it more consistently, what's it been like to try to get around that and get teammates involved and, and still try to help out the team in a- any way you can? I think I just try to play the game the right way. Um, I'm never trying to be too selfish or be too passive. I think that this year I've played my best basketball here um, because the hard work that I put in and the, the time and the, the effort and the, the the back of my mind, I also have that I could get hurt again. And why not go out there and play like it's your last? Um, but I think that, yes, I'm getting double teamed. Yes, they're trapping me and all these things, but I'm trying to get everybody else involved. But me knowing that going into the game, I tell everybody else to play confidently so that they can help, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. ease the game up for yeah. me and ease the game up for them. So it's been it's been tough, but, you know what I mean, I've enjoyed the process and I've enjoyed trying to take that all and get everybody else involved. Do you watch, like, some stuff from your freshman and sophomore years and compare it to now, and do you see the biggest difference, like, on film, or is it just you're focused on present and what's coming up in the future? I think I just – I think I, I – I, I, I do watch film, but I haven't watched film since my freshman year to now. But I think that just me going through the games and everything, I learn from that. And I learn um, to work harder. And I think that if I'm able to handle the ball better than I was my freshman year, then I will be able to get the shots that I want. And then if I'm able to shoot the ball better, then I'm better, I'm better at shooting the ball now than I was 
all the previous mm-hmm. years just by my stats. And I think that, yes, I've learned from those and I watched them, but I also, like, live in the present now and work towards the future. Yeah, makes so. sense. Let's take a step back and talk about how you got into playing basketball, give people an idea of, you know, you, you we talked – I think it was on the main trip where we you talked about you playing all different sports and things like that. When did you really when did you start playing basketball and when did you decide that's what you were gonna go with uh exclusively? Um, I think I started playing basketball in about kindergarten. I played in like, you know, your local YMCA league and I was really good. It was better than everybody. Uh, I was faster than everybody. It was <laughs> it was great. And then about fourth grade, fifth grade I played football for the first time and I really loved it. I was really scared of getting hit, so I just outran everybody. So it was a really good good time. <laughs> and then about my sophomore year in high school, um, I stopped playing football, and I decided to play basketball, and I thought basketball was better. Um, not saying that football is not good, but I think that you have a longer career. You know what I mean? And everybody says that. And I, some people say I was better at football, but you know what I mean? My heart said basketball. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And my brothers um, instilled in me that you have to work hard and that it's going to pay off because as a young kid, you really want to do, you want to play the game all day. You want to do all these things. But sometimes you have to sacrifice those things to be better. And, I, you know what I mean, I wish I would have listened earlier. But now I know that to be the person that you really want to be and that you see out there on the TV screen, you have to sacrifice things like video games and going to parties and doing the things that every kid, you know what I mean, wants to do. Talk about your family's influence and your other friends' influence on getting you to that point. I think, uh, you know what I mean, growing up, my dad made me work out with my brother at 6 a.m. I have to get up and train and do all those things in like sixth grade and fifth grade and seventh grade. I had to do these things and I remember I used to cry about it. Like I just wanted to go to sleep. I stayed up till 4 a.m. playing a game with my friends on the Xbox Live and I didn't want to, you know what I mean? I didn't want to wake up and work out, but he was like, Michael, like I see something in you um, that not a lot of kids your age has and I want to bring the best out of you. And at the time I didn't understand. I was like, man, I hate this. I don't even want to play basketball mm-hmm. anymore. But now I look back at it like I'm thankful for my brother and my dad and then you know, I mean, as I get older, I I see the, the hard work paying off, and then I end up meeting Jimmy Butler, and you know what I mean? It's just like, it's crazy, because I took a leap of faith of asking him if I could work out with him, and um, you know what I mean? Now we're really good friends, and I see what it takes to be an NBA player and an all-star. You wake up at 4 a.m., and we train, and then we work out again and again and again four times a day, and it's just like, oh my God, like, this is what it takes to be an NBA player, like... Who would have thought? I'm only waking up once at 6 a.m. and working out, and he's working yeah. out four times. So, you know what I mean? I learned so much from everybody that influenced me and everybody that just and came into my life. You learn something from everybody, good or bad. And Jimmy was in town this weekend. You we were able to get to the games and everything. And what was it like? Did you catch up with him at all this weekend? Yeah, I went to the Brooklyn game, and I went to um, the Knicks game, and I caught up with him. So it was nice to see my friend in person. You know what I mean? We text um, – sometimes but it's nice to see him in person and catch up so yeah what's the best advice he's given you just work hard and play hard and everything else will fall for it and that another thing that I didn't learn till he told me was like you always don't have to play well on offense you can affect the game on defense or you can affect the game by assists it's not all about points and I think I really took toll on that this year if I even if I have a bad game if I don't score X amount of points. I know I can affect the game by getting other people's shots and playing defense and getting rebounds and things like that, which is, which is a great you know what I mean attribute to have. Let's talk a little bit about how you wound up here at Columbia. I know 
Coach Smith's staff recruited you initially and then Coach Angles takes over. What was that like for you? Why did you ultimately choose Columbia? Um, it's funny because I give all the credit to that nobody ever like talks about. The credit to my assistant coach in high school. He coached at NYU and he came to the, the, the basketball camps and uh, going into my senior year, he mentioned was like yeah Mike because I had the uh, I read a really good uh, test score on ACT and he was like Mike like Columbia would be a good fit for you I could see that and I was like never been there he was like the dining halls are good I was like oh sign me <laughs> in so um that happened and he reached out to them and they reached out to me and I got out here and I visited and I loved it I loved the I, I really loved the, the team and I really looked in the roster and was like man I actually can play next year uh, I may have a chance to start. You never know, but it's all about hard work and how I come in. And then Coach Smith, D D Coach Smith left, which I didn't know. He didn't even tell me, but you know what I mean. It's part of the game. Yeah. And then Coach Ingles came. Coach Ingles got the job, and you know what I mean. Two days later, he fl flies out to my house and meets with my parents and everything. So I was like, well, why not? Why not stick with Columbia? It's a it's a great educational school. It's top notch. Um, life's not all about basketball and that there's a life after basketball and I think Columbia would be the best place for me um, for that because at the end of the day I could get hurt again next tomorrow I can get hurt the next day but with a degree from here I will be set for the rest of my life so that's something that my parents instilled in me even though they tell me that I have my own choice to pick you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. they start putting Columbia <laughs> things around the house and Mike's Columbia I subliminal mean, messaging yes for sure for sure well, we're glad it worked out because it's been fun watching you these past four years. From a non-basketball side, you knew what you were going to kind of get into with Columbia, but what has it kind of meant now that you've lived it for these last four years? And, and what can you obviously take, you know, you can take a lot with you, but what, what for you specifically sticks out? I think just the connections that I've made, the people that I've met, the things that I've done will live with me for the rest of my life. Um in the world, everything's about who you know and first impressions. And I think that I've met so many people and so many alums. And we've went to Goldman Sachs. We went to J.P. Morgan Chase. We went to things that some people my age have never done before. And the internships and being in New York and the things like that is will live with me forever because you never know. And I know everybody says that each Ivy League person or each Columbia person looks out for the other person when they're younger. So I just took that home and I know that that's true because I know they know what we've been through. And when I'm older, I know what Columbia has in store for their students and what they instill in them. And that it's just that the the community of Columbia is just it's a close knit not, yeah, family. It's just you know, not, it really it's, is. It's no other one. Just you see like that. that? I mean, we're we're. We're focused on the athletic side. We're we're kind of in that, but you see that outside, like like you said, like you know what it's like to go through core curriculum and the classes and the rigors and all that right. stuff. So, um, everybody, it's amazing to see how everybody looks out for each other after they move on, because you still see a lot of the same faces. I've been here eight years, and I see the faces that were playing here now coming back and helping out and giving back and everything. So it's really, like you talked about, it it is a big network and a lot of possibilities right um off the court what what interests you what internships have you done and what are you looking to do beyond basketball so my first two years i worked on campus i did housing and i did uh, public affairs um really interesting um but my junior senior year i did private equity and um private equity is just that um uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but uh it's it, it was really interesting. It's a different, it's a different world out there for private equity and the business side. Um, 
and I really enjoyed it. I did it with Orjoy Partners. It was a great time. I love the guys. It's a lot of different languages and things that you have to learn. I remember first day walking in, he was like, Mike, do you know EBITDA is? And I was like, EBA, huh? <laughs> what, is, what is that? And they taught me so much and revenue and just so many things that you don't learn in school that you learn on the job. And it was really, really great time for doing that for two years. It was, it was really cool. I'm going to do a couple, we call it rapid fire. The joke is it's more like a slow burn. <laughs> it's uh, just some quick questions. Kind of talk about the first thing that comes into your mind when I ask you the question, then we'll kind of, we'll go from there. Okay. All right. So we know you're a big video game head. Uh, what's your favorite video game? FIFA. FIFA. Um, who's the next best teammate at video games? Jake Killensworth. All right. <laughs> you just kind of cringe when you said that. You yeah. didn't want to give him the credit. I didn't want to give him the credit, yeah. <laughs> but he's the next best. So. Uh, what is the best road trip you've been on since you've been here? Florida, Miami, Miami. University of Miami. Yeah. That was a good one. Great one. <laughs> what sticks out? What did you guys? What were you guys able to do? Just eat at that great steak place and just to wear shorts in winter. <laughs> it was great. It was right after the holidays. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Best concert you've been to? The weekend. Where was that? Uh, Lollapalooza. Okay. In Chicago. So it wasn't like just his, but that. He yeah, had, yeah. And then I went to one where he had one here at, um, oh, my Global Citizens. Okay. Um, we talked about earlier in the season with Lance about your preference of Chicago versus New York, but what are your favorite things to do in New York? Um, I think just going out to see the scenery. Um, I really love the food is really good, too funniest teammate that's tough i don't i can't they all have their own I, sense yeah, of humor I, I think ben milstein is the funniest yeah teammate. yeah you guys give each other a hard time and yeah. it's pretty funny i think ben yeah ben milstein <laughs> is the funniest. you get joy out of like kind of getting by him in practice and everything like yeah. <laughs> a little more than the other guys right yeah he's funny <laughs> what are going to be keys for you guys to have a successful ivy league season and get into the tournament this year i think just playing hard um just playing hard and playing with heart um, will get us there for sure um, in execution. But I think those first two is playing hard and having heart because you can't, you can't teach that. You can't – you just got to have it. And those two things are just so hard to to have. But if you have them, it's just so hard to, to beat somebody when you have – when you're playing hard and, you know what I mean, playing with your heart because you just – it's nothing you can do about that but just sit there and hope that they miss or hope that they – don't close out or you know what I mean so with those two things I think those are the two big things that we have to play with and in order to make the tournament and then hopefully make the NCAA tournament and focusing this week you know two straight weekends of playing Cornell uh, what challenges do they possess and what's what are some keys for you guys uh, the next two weekends they're a little bit bigger than us um, and they they play hard they're tough so we have to, you know what I mean, match their toughness and execute a little bit at a higher rate to win this game and then have to beat them again if we can um, at their place and uh, get a quick two two wins, and that will be a great start to the Ivy League. All right. That's all the time we have. Mike, thanks for taking some time today. Yep, Mike, thanks for having me on the Mike and Mike yeah, show. Yeah, no. That's trademarked, so we can't really use that. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for having me on the Mike show. <laughs> it's not the Mike show either. Yeah, I just kidding. All right, and right now we are going to throw it over to Kyle, who's sitting with Megan Rojas, Lillian Kennedy, and Michaela Markham. 
reminder, next week we have a big surprise guest on the podcast on the men's side, so you're not going to want to miss that. But here's part two of the podcast. Enjoy. Lions fans, come one, come all. Lions Community Day presented by Jag One Physical Therapy is set for Saturday, January 18th when the men's and women's basketball teams host Cornell to kick off Ivy League play. The women tip at 3 p.m. followed by the Lions Community Carnival, which includes food, carnival games, and special performances by the Marching Cobras Drumline. After that, the men host the Big Red at 7 p.m. Come one, come all, and purchase your tickets today at GoColumbiaLions.com slash tickets or by calling 888-LIONS-11. Roar, Lion, roar. All right, welcome into part two of this week's podcast. We hope everyone enjoyed the conversation between Mike and Mike there in part one, but now it's time to sit down with the women's basketball team. I'm Kyle Matrician, and my co-host for this part of the podcast, as she has been the last uh, few weeks in a row is Megan Rojas. Let's Ro. go. We're back and better. I have to better say that every time. again. Yep. Back and better every time. Number three. Uh, you want to you want to let everybody know who we got in yeah, studio okay. this week. In studio in our beautiful conference room is Lillian Kennedy from Georgia. She's a sophomore, and other sophomore Michaela Markham from New Jersey. A oh Jersey nice. girl. We Jersey. got some Jersey girls in the. In the you conference know, uh, today. I think I'm just going to start off because you, know, you just mentioned Lil's from Georgia, and it, I'm going to start off with a fun story. Mm. So when Lil filled out her sports information questionnaire, as she, uh, I think she knows this story because I brought it up to her before. As she was, as she was, as she was coming in. Got it. Right. So it's probably like my second year, mm-hmm. right? And I, you get all those questionnaires from all the, from all the incoming student athletes, and the, you know, the one of the big things on the front says like, "Where are you from?" And every, you know, she'll write like Manasquan, New Jersey. You know, Carlsbad, California, and I get a questionnaire that just says Buford. <laughs> 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 and like I look that. at it I'm like, where, where is Buford? <laughs> where Buford? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know how much into detail I would have had. To right, right, right. Like, I was like, okay. You thought Buford was a pretty... I mean, I thought, like, you know, just type it into Google real quick. Buford, what pops up? Are there several Bufords in the nation? I don't, did you look I, it up? I, I can look it up right now if you want, and then we can decide whether or not this takes long I enough to stay like, in the podcast. I guess this is a pretty unique city, you know. There's Where are you from? Buford. <laughs> 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 that reminds me of the, um, you know, the bully on Phineas and Ferb? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Buford. <laughs> <laughs> so many references today. <laughs> Uh, I don't I'm know what you're talking about. Googling how many Bufords are in the United States. I watched Phineas. Well, I didn't. My sisters watched Phineas and Ferb. Was that, really your, out, yeah. was that your go-to show? I have to say, it's probably like SpongeBob's number one, but that's like a close second. Yeah. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. Ferb's my guy. I love it. <laughs> There's also a Buford, Wyoming, so oh. you could have been from there. I am not from Wyoming. I am from <laughs> Georgia, everyone. <laughs> On the record. <laughs> Georgia. Buford. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ro. Well, the last uh, last week on our podcast, we had Hannah Pratt and Abby Shue. We mm-hmm. talked a lot about the Nashville trip. Uh, that was exciting. We talked about the axe throwing. Uh, there's a video coming out soon. Oh. May even come out before this podcast comes out this week. Okay. Just got Riley to finish the voice over there. So love it. I don't mean to plug my own work a little bit, but I'm gonna. <laughs> but check out. But the check video out the video <laughs> that <laughs> is either out or is coming well, out. Y- yes, you can uh, find it on GoColumbiaLines.com. Yep. You can follow the team on Twitter. YouTube. We're gonna C-Line put it on YouTube. W- We're gonna put it on uh, the Columbia Athletics YouTube page. Are you putting it on the We're women's basketball YouTube page? Yeah. So you guys are excited about it as well. Instagram. Inst- oh yes, IGTV because it's probably mm-hmm. too long just for the one minute. 
But yeah. then you can you know post it as an IGTV thing. Mm-hmm. And people can view it that way. But anyway, we haven't officially welcomed them to the podcast. Lillian Kennedy and Michaela Markham, sophomores. Uh, part of a big sophomore, uh, well, an incoming class last year, and I know we talked about it a little bit last season, but coming into Columbia last year with such a big class, and did you kind of feel like you guys were the class to maybe provide a little culture change for this program? Um, yeah, I would definitely think that for sure. Um, I think just like our attitudes like coming in, like we knew that like being like majority of the team last year and this year again, that like how we act and like other people are going to follow us. We could definitely like lead being like such young players. We could still lead. Lil, how did you feel when you came in last year? Like being, were you ever part of such a large group like that, like an incoming group? Definitely not. I ended up being the only senior to graduate from my high school. So I was used to just being the lone person in my class. So coming in with such a large group of other people, it was definitely like almost like having a, a group of siblings that followed you around mm-hmm. in a way. But it was actually nice. It's basically like your own built-in group of friends. We live together in our Carmen suite, and we're still together in our suite this year. So definitely a built-in family. So I was given the privilege last year to move you guys in to, what was that dorm called? Carmen. Carmen, Carmen of course, yeah. And Kyle, have you, I'm assuming you've never been in those dorms. No, I've never been in a single <laughs> dorm on The views that they had last year were amazing. I couldn't believe, because basically you saw, you were on facing Jersey side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw the Hudson Jersey, mm-hmm. and then in the hallways, it was like all through campus. It is like the coolest views, I think. And I think you guys were roommates? We were. Hell yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, in our tiny shoe box, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, me and Michaela had the blessed opportunity to live with each other, and we did actually have the best view out of the rest of our suite mates, so I'll definitely take pride in that one. We had the smallest room, though. We did have the smallest room. But the room. best like, our view. beds were, like, yes. almost touching. We could, like. we could hold hands in the middle <laughs> of our sleep. I, I can tell you that right now. But it was lovely. The only complaint I... Uh, Kay knows this. Tiredness. I tell her this all the time. The one complaint I had of her as a roommate is she is obsessed with coffee. Ooh. So much that she had her own coffee maker that she would wake up at the crack of dawn and all you hear is the... <laughs> It's a Keurig. <laughs> yeah, it's a Keurig. Of yeah. the coffee maker. I and feel it like you just still hear it, though. Next I do door still, to me this she's year. Now she's my next door neighbor, so we're mm. not exactly roommates, but we're still pretty close to each other, and I still hear it. And it, ha- it haunts me in my sleep. <laughs> it's your alarm clock, the Keurig. Yeah, it is. I'm like, oh, it's time to get up. Kay's up. <laughs> How much coffee do you drink a day? Um, I usually have, like, two in the morning and then two in the afternoon, like three o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. post-practice. That, that's what I, the one I really need. Okay, but let them know how you like your coffee, Kay. Oh, please inform oh. us, Michaela. Just black. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be white. No. No. I mean, same. Yeah. I'm, I, I was just delivered this hot black coffee and it's amazing. Shout out to Madison Hardy. Yeah. Delivering Madison Hardy just walked right in walked here and in dropped off this yeah, coffee. Yeah, very quietly. Me. She saw what was happening. What a star. <laughs> She's such a star. Yeah. No, yeah. When I, uh, I, I felt like, you know, when I started drinking coffee, I would drink it with lots of, like, cream and milk because, like, that's what my mom did, <laughs> right? And then I became an adult. <laughs> and I guess I'm <laughs> still a child. <laughs> what do you put in yours? Caramelized coffee, cream, and sugar, please. <laughs> <laughs> but now, I mean, are you guys Dunkin' people or Starbucks people? Dunkin', Dunkin yeah. We'll tell them why now, Dunkin'. So we li- our dorm is, like, right above a Dunkin', so it's, like, slightly dangerous. It I spent all wait, my... Where is 
the Duncan. Um, is it on campus? One twenty in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Oh, your yeah. your dorms over there. Okay, yeah. that Duncan. I didn't know there were dorms over there. That's yeah. how much. Yeah. That's how little I know about Spend where the dorms all are. My yeah, like K said, all it's my quite dangerous yeah. because I've yes. been to that Duncan a few times yeah. on the way up here. It's very convenient, but like so convenient where it's like, well, I might as well just you know buy a coffee, and then <laughs> there goes all my money. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They know my name. They're asking me about oh my midterms no. in there. Yeah. They're your midterms. <laughs> yeah. They know Lil's from Buford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy. <laughs> they know. They know which Buford too. They know which one. They, know. <laughs> they, they thought it wasn't Wyoming. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna rein it back in a little bit here. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do your job from last time on the last podcast, where you had to you had to rein us in a few times. I'm, I don't know if I've ever ran this <laughs> in from going. I, th- I don't know. I'll have to re-listen to last week's episode. Mm, I will. Get those, re- <laughs> those listen counts But I do want to talk a little bit of basketball here. We do have uh, the Ivy League season starts up this Saturday, January 18th, at Levian Gymnasium, 3 o'clock tip against Cornell. You'll play Cornell the first two Ivy League games this Saturday home, next Saturday away. Uh, in it, and then you go into the back-to-backs as you go through February and March. Um Talk about the preparation going into this Ivy League season. And, Lillian, I'll start with you. Uh, now that you're a sophomore and this is your second Ivy League season, you know how things work. You're used to the back-to-backs. And, you know, that, I mean, that had to be really different as a freshman playing, like scouting two opponents. In the, or really, you just focus on the Friday opponent. And you, do, you don't do so much scouting on the Saturday opponent, I guess. Maybe you can you can speak to that. So we'll have our first full week of practice, and during the week we'll spend the first half focusing on the Saturday opponent, and we'll spend the second half focusing on the Friday opponent. So I would definitely say that was a big change coming as a freshman last year and transitioning from high school into college because we definitely never played back-to-back games. So it required a totally different level of focus and concentration to be able to focus in on who does what specifically and being able to switch once it was time to play the second opponent. So. I would definitely say it was a really big change coming into college. And now being a sophomore, I think I'm more prepared for that. And I'll speak to you two and your, I mean, how the freshman year went for you two. I mean, you both started the majority of the games as freshmen coming in, and and so did another one of your uh, classmates, Sienna Durr. But not only that, uh, your freshman class contributed whether you were starting or not. I mean, Madison Hardy off the bench. Uh, I know I'm forgetting one off the top of my head. Who am I? Oh, well, Hannah Pratt was injured. Um, but the amount of experience that you guys got in games last year, how much does that help you? And Michaela, I'll start with you for this question. How much does that help you this year, the amount of games that you started last year and the amount of Ivy League games that you started last year? Because the Ivy League season is much different from the non-conference season. Yeah, I would just say like as much as like we prepare for like both opponents and stuff, like nothing prepares you more than like just experience. So um, I think, like, knowing, like, what works well for us as a group and, like, personally, um, just, like, how to learn scouts and remember coverages and stuff, like, that type of deal. Like, just, like, learning what works for us, I think our experience helps. Take us through – sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. ahead. Take us through the weekend. So for people who don't know what a back-to-back kind of – it's not like you just show up for a 7 p.m. game. Go to sleep and then show up for a 5 p.m. game. Like, what is the day starting with Friday morning? So, home, we're usually at the gym pretty early. Um, we'll usually have, if we don't have organized shoot around, uh, we everyone usually comes and like gets up shots and like warms up pretty early on, maybe around like I'd say like 11 ish. Mm-hmm. And then, um, three and a half hours before the game, yep, we have a pregame meal and we have our little scout quiz. Mm-hmm. You don't get to eat until you answer your question. <laughs> Um, then, uh, like two, 
like two hours before the game, we start warming up and uh, stretch out. So we're pretty much at the gym all day, and then it's the same exact thing on Saturday. So pretty much two full days, like of being on, being on, yeah. What's the trip that you feel like is the hardest trip in the Ivy League season? The the of the of all the trips, they might not. Do you have a feel for that yet? I guess last I mean, year kind of just happened once. so yeah. fast. I mean, I would just say, like, Penn-Princeton, like, just because both teams, I feel like, are so different, but, like, very good. Yeah. Scout-wise, we would say Penn-Princeton, but yeah. maybe travel-wise, what's the furthest distance that yeah. we went? I don't Probably Harvard-Dartmouth. Yeah. Probably, Harvard, yeah. yeah. And last year, you played Dartmouth first, right? We played Dartmouth on yeah, Friday Yeah, so we were on our way back. Mm-hmm. And then we played Harvard on Saturday, mm-hmm. which is better. Yeah, for sure. Because when you go Harvard on Friday, and then you go all the way up to Dartmouth for a Saturday night game. Yeah. And it's much further to come back from Dartmouth, and then you don't know what the weather. Mm-hmm. It's like my back. least. That's my least favorite trip to plan. Harvard Dartmouth to plan as the ops. Yeah, person. Yeah. The Harvard yeah. Dartmouth trip because we is... leave Thursday. It's just so long. But I also think Penn Princeton's kind of hard, aside from the basketball standpoint, because we don't stay in a hotel the night before either one of those games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So close. we're close enough. Yeah. Um, we drive down early enough so they can do their whole two hours. And then game time, and then go to the next place. So Princeton is here. Playing three of your first four Ivy League games at home, do you feel like that benefits you? Is that important to you guys, or does it not matter where you play? I mean, I always think it's like more helpful sleeping in your own bed. I just like very much enjoy that personally. But um, and I think just like aside from the travel part for uh, some of our freshmen, Abishu, KD, Carly, it might be a little like helpful playing the back to back, being on familiar soil. I agree. We've also been pretty successful, I'd say, at home in our past home games this season. Mm-hmm. So I definitely say we're at an advantage being able to be on our court where we practice every morning. We have a feel for the rims. It's just natural. So it always feels good to be at home. And then, speak, you brought up the freshman, Michaela. I want to talk to you guys about the freshmen a little bit. And, and the, the three freshmen that we have this year, Caitlin Davis, Carly Rivera, Abby Shue. I mean, and all three of them contributing to the team in their own way. Uh, I mean, what what changed this year for you, Michaela? I'm going to ask you this question first. What was what was the difference maker with this freshman class that you felt like that really helped you guys have a good non-conference season? Yeah, I would say they definitely give us like so much more depth and like versatility. Like I would say all three of them, KD and Abby Shue, like primarily can play like many positions on the court, and uh, and Carly's just such a smart player. Like she seems like a veteran to me. Like I look to her so much for answers so yeah. let's talk about that block that KD had at the end of the Davidson game. <laughs> I mean wild. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys oh god I can't remember off the top of my head what the score was at the time but it was very late in the game there was mm-hmm. like seven seconds six seconds left and they tried to put up a three to tie the game right yeah or so. no that's yeah, either tie or to take the lead mm-hmm. and KD like out of, I think she took two she was under the basket mm-hmm. the she saw the ball going around the perimeter took two huge strides and just leapt. I, I mean, the the vertical that she got off the ground on that block, I think I freeze-framed it. It was <laughs> crazy. It yeah. was out of control, the length that she got. And you don't normally see whenever somebody's trying to close out and block a three-point shot, how often does it actually get blocked, right? I mean, pretty like rare. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah, Katie's athleticism is out of this world. Like I'm telling you guys, she will be dunking before she graduates. <laughs> you heard it here first. It. She's, <laughs> she's so close. She's up there, guys. I believe it. I she's definitely believe athlete. it. Have you I seen? Mean, has she tried to dunk oh, in yeah. practice? Oh, I mean, yeah. how close can she get? She's pretty close. Yeah. She does it in warm ups. It's like a little like intimidation factor, like because like she's very close, and like the other team, like their benches, be like looking at her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I knew she did that in warm ups. She definitely does. Wow, like, I love that. Yeah, and the assistant because co- you know how like the mm-hmm. coaches sit there on the yeah. bench and they're like you can definitely tell they're watching us, but they see Katie get up there and it's like, oh, who are we about to play <laughs> right now? I hope Katie's listening to the podcast. Yeah. She Some motivation. Maybe she motivation. needs to listen to this before her games. Just get her pumped up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think we should, like, tell her about it. Like, I think it'll be, like, the test if Ooh. she mentions it. Like, yeah. that we See just, like, guessed her. Yeah. And then we th- post this a year later. Yeah. Once she Heard dunks, it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Lillian Kennedy. Oh, yeah. From Buford. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a thing the rest of the year. Uh. I think uh, when uh, she's in the starting lineup and they say where you're from, I'm just going to tell the PA guy to say, just say from Buford. No. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. A 5'11", uh, right? 5'11 five, five five guard from Buford. Like, what's your dream alley-oop My pass dream alley-oop. from somebody who set the freshman assist record last year with 120 mm. assists? Wanted to get that in there. Uh, congratulations, by oh, the way, on thank that. Thank you. Uh, what is your dream uh, pass to somebody, whether in an alley-oop situation? In an alley-oop situation. Yeah, I think, like, the two-on-one, like, mm. they overcommit. I, like, bounce it real hard, like, not not toss it, you know? Nice hard bounce, and they're just like, <laughs> Crowd goes crazy, naturally. Will gives me a chest bump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As I run back. As right? she runs back and shakes your hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call out the defense, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I'll tie that into what we talked about before with having such a large incoming class and still having like a big class like that. Do you feel like last year you built as a point guard so much chemistry with your with your classmates? I mean, and the rest of your teammates too, but you're going to be passing to these classmates for four years. I, I mean, how much did that help last year, getting all that playing time and building that chemistry just to know where they're going to be on the floor sometimes without even looking? Yeah, I would say that's like the biggest part of like like what I love about basketball, just like building chemistry with certain players. And I would say, like, me and Lil primarily, like, she moves really well off the ball. Like, um, like a lot of my circle drives, like, she's teeing up, and I know where she's going to be. She knows where I'm throwing it. So and the same thing with Madison Hardy. Like, she knows when I drive baseline. Like, I can just toss it to the corner without looking, and, like, I know it's just going to be, like, through the net in, like, a couple seconds. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a starting lineup question because you've both obviously started for us before. Um, what is your – handshake with Dre when you get out there and how do you come up with it (laughs) so last year like before like the first game like I just forgot to make one up Mm -hmm. so it was just like whatever we could pull out like 10 seconds before (laughs) so I've just like stuck with that it's like the fake chest bump just to like a nice nice, nice classy handshake handshake this is casual nice i actually like i Michaela's do like it fi- michaela's handshake like fits her yes perfectly yes thank you i agree i like yours i would say my handshake came like my nickname is big lil so mm-hmm. it was kind of like a yeah flex on them show my muscles a little bit <laughs> and then um dre just pats me down so i would guess i mean that fits you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> big lil exactly. i love it Who's hand, who has the best handshake? If you didn't have to pick your your own, my own, I picked like, Kay. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, Jay's is like a. I like hers, but it's like a lot. It's, it's a lot. lot. <laughs> She's like Euro stepping, shot fake step. And through. it's always weird. If, if, <laughs> if, if, <laughs> it's always weird if Jay's handshake isn't last because then it's like okay, we, just, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta follow that. Yeah. 
the worst part though is like when you gotta give the kids a t-shirt it's like do i oh give them a God. high five Dude, like, let me tell you the, do i say like thanks i for think coming. the first like, time so that i started last year i had the t-shirt and when they called my name off the bench to run out i threw the t-shirt back behind me and completely forgot i remember so that i ran yeah. into the kid and i was like oh i don't have a shirt for you sorry <laughs> I got too excited. Sorry. Just too. Yeah. <laughs> rookie mistake. Yeah. Rookie mistake. Do you prefer on Twitter when I use the satellite dish emoji for your assists or the serving plate dish emoji? Serving plate. Wow. We should do a Twitter poll. Yeah. Twitter poll. I have to say I definitely, for Abby Shu. Me and Coach Shire talking about this. We like the sneaker so much better than like the high <laughs> heel. Oh, yeah. So let me tell Please. you the story. <laughs> no can, I, can I tell you the story <laughs> about on, the high girl. heel? I'm gonna wait a second. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the story about the high heel shoe. Okay. The Albany game. I started with the sneaker and I used the sneaker the whole game. Mm. Then we came home and I was completely fine using the sneaker emoji. And I won't call out any names, <laughs> but. Somebody who does uh, is on the broadcast for us yeah. that, I, that I have conversations with before the game said, brought up the idea of using the red heel emoji. She's like, it just stands out so she. much. Oh, so he, <laughs> dang it. Got him. Well, you know, the individual who I spoke with before the game, mm-hmm. as Michaela plays with her chapstick on the table, and we can obviously hear it through the headset, told, <laughs> told me... <laughs> Told me that the red heel emoji stood out a lot, and she thought it would be awesome. Mm. Sorry, I said she. She thought it would be awesome if I used it. And so coming from someone who I felt like would have a better gauge on that maybe than I would. But then I was like, okay, I'm going to use the red heel emoji. And then I used it for a game, and then I got told not to. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went back to the sneaker. You know what it is? Like, I feel like a heel is more of, like, a shoe. You would never call, like, a sneaker a shoe, I guess. But, like, Abby's shoe, you just, like, wouldn't wear those. That's, like, what no, I No, that's, that's right, uh, right, I exactly. was told that's not her vibe. Definitely yeah, not. Not her vibe. <laughs> shoe is definitely more of a sneaker gal. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'm glad she likes Give the, the shoe emoji, bands. though. Yeah. Yeah. Big Lil, do you have an emoji preference that you would like me to use when referring to you hmm. in highlights hmm. and in-game social media? I don't think there's like an um, like shoes is perfect like yeah. shoe. I don't think I have a don't even consider putting a lily flower or anything. Oh, <laughs> oh I never even think give, about that. Just give it no, yeah. everybody knows that's just not my. What if I said big lily flower? <laughs> no, <laughs> big. <laughs> no, Lil. I don't know. I don't think I have like an emoji type name. What is your top emoji that you use? This is a fun game. It's the laughing one. Laughing. Oh, really? Oh. The sideways I actually don't use that one. No, the regular one. The regular one. Yeah. I never use that one. I, I never feel so basic. No, you know, like when I use constantly, like, it's like the girl, oh, she's yeah. like this, oh. holding oh. her head. Because, like, yeah. oh. Cause, like yes. I want one that's, like, shaking their head, but, like, that doesn't that's, exist. Yeah. So they, that's I feel like they can make that, just, like, put little lines next to the head. I also use this one a lot. Oh, they can't hear that. Like, the hands up. The shrug. Shrug, yeah. It's things I do in real life. I just feel like know? the laughing emoji, I kind of use it in, like, every situation. Like, if it's, like, an awkward little sentence, ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha, laugh, you know. Yeah. Try to... I actually don't think I've ever used it in Really? Yeah. Really? Do you use it, Kyle? Do I use the laughing emoji? Yeah. I use the laughing emoji, yeah. But I normally like, just say, well, what do you ha, mean ha, by ha. using it? Oh, you mean, like, use that instead of saying, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. No, I do, like, both or, like, LOL. Mm. I kind of, yeah, I do one or like, the other, though. Yeah. You can't, like, say, ha, ha, and then use. No, I kind of do both, I think. I also use, like, the slight, like, grimace, like, oh, yeah. oh okay. I'm with that. I'm with that. 
If I were to really look at my top three, they would be um, the lion, because oh, I typical. do a lot of the. Yeah, we have eyeballs. Oh yeah, and then absolutely my favorite one is the cowboy. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna like, dig what? at me for last year for sending the cowboy emoji to the group, or no? That is your favorite oh, one. Oh, I don't remember you that. Remember? I yeah, think I remember. remember. Oh my god, the Cowboys beat somebody in the playoffs. The Seahawks in the playoffs. Oh, and I, I went so to go text remember. my. I went to go text one of my like friend groups who I was texting, and I sent the cowboy hat emoji to the dialed in group. I so remember. I, remember. I don't remember that. I remember. I think I'd have to like go home if I ever texted something into the dialed in <laughs> group by accident. That's like my biggest fear. Yeah, that's fear. so embarrassing. It's like awkward yeah. because it takes a lot to get some love in that group chat. I actually have something that we should talk about. Okay. Um, so this for Ivy season and now it's 2020. Everyone came up with their word. What was your word and why did you pick it? So I'm going to be printing out these words and hanging them up in your locker, which is what I kind of... So wait, give a little more background on this. Everybody picked a word that's supposed to describe what? Yeah, so every year, I guess we do it for the new year, Mm -hmm. which coincides with our Ivy season. You pick a word that you are going to sort of be about and like embody moving forward. And we like talk about it before practice and i will be like hanging them up in their lockers so they're reminded of it every day um so markham what was your word um so my word was sure 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 jersey shore no. um like s-u-r-e <laughs> yeah and not Does it like have sure. a double meaning like no no not okay. like sure like sure so oh. um <laughs> sure the the articulation is important. there a difference but um well, we can get into that later. Okay. But, <laughs> but um, so what I like wanted to mean is like confident, but like decisive at the same time was kind of like what I was like, mm-hmm. what I want to be intentional about being. So that's why I chose. Sure. Lil? Um, my word for the new year was limitless because sometimes I tend to like give myself my own boundaries or place myself in my own box and just give myself these limitations. So my new year goal was to just be confident in my own decisions and just explore all the capabilities that I have. So, yeah. Be limitless. Roxy, what's it. your The word? limit does not exist. Oh, Roxy, you have a word. Um, yes. My <laughs> all-time word? My all-time word last year was dangerous. And this year my word is create. So I was like, I want to create opportunities, like create like good relationships with people create content create podcasts and i was gonna that's where yeah, i was gonna go that's with this. Where I was going with <laughs> this it. is i mean it was that is that part of the reason you decided that the podcast was uh something you wanted to do um i think the word came after the podcast but kind of yeah create what well, would your word be kyle oh, putting you on the spot word be Ooh. would probably be confidence confidence yeah i like that I would like, yeah, something I'd like to be a l- have a little bit more of mm-hmm. going into the year. I feel like I do things and I come across as being decisive right. sometimes, but I'm like inside, <laughs> not <I feel laughs> inside. That. I'm like yeah. torn up, like internal battle. N- yes, yeah. don't. Uh, I, even though I feel like I'm trying to express like I'm confident about something, right. I'm really not. Yeah, <laughs> it's I a good word. Yeah. Yeah. I think mad pack. Was confident, confident as well. That was, was her, her. That was her word. Yeah, I think her a few and I people can hold a whole yeah. confidence podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, Big Lil Markham, we want to thank you for coming in and being on the podcast this week. I think this was fun. I think once we get the edited version, it'll be it'll sound a lot better than it did <laughs> in here. 
Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, you guys. Great time, Roxy. Yeah, love Kyle. having you guys here. Ro, Kyle. Three three weeks in a row. I know. You're gonna make it four next this. week. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yep. If I'm allowed. Of course you're allowed. If I'm allowed Why back. You not, you're, you're always very concerned that you're not allowed back. I know. I don't know why, because well, like I, I clearly want to be on this. Com- <laughs> you need confidence. <laughs> I don't know if I need any confidence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love doing this. This is so fun. Hopefully you guys had fun. All right. Well, <laughs> good luck on Saturday in your Ivy League opener at home against Cornell. Thank uh, you, game thank is you. at 3 o'clock. It's going to be the first game of a men's and women's basketball doubleheader. The men will follow at 7 p.m. against Cornell. And then, as we've mentioned, next week you'll do another men's women's doubleheader at Cornell. I believe tip for that game for you guys is at one o'clock, and the men are at four. Is that correct, Mike? Sure. Mike says it's correct. <laughs> Both of those games can be seen on ESPN Plus. And then the following week you will be home to host Yale and Brown, and those games will be our first appearances on SNY this year. First two live appearances on SNY, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, Once again, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this week. And we will talk to you again next week. The Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast is hosted by Mike Kowalski and Kyle Matrician and is a production of the Columbia University Department of Intercollegiate Athletics. Special thank you to our guests this week, Mike Smith, Lillian Kennedy, and Michaela Markham, as well as our women's basketball co-host and director of operations, Megan Rojas. Our commercial reads are provided by Aisley Carter. For tickets to upcoming games, be sure to visit GoColumbiaLions.com slash tickets or call the box office at 888-LIONS-11. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.